welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking about six red rashes that occur in childhood. These are often referred to as the six childhood exanthems. And if you want to follow along with written notes on this topic, you can follow along at zerotofinals.com slash viral exanthems or in the dermatology section of the Zero to Finals pediatrics book. So let's jump straight in. An exanthem is an eruptive, widespread rash. Originally, there were six viral exanthems known as first, second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth disease. These have been renamed as we've learned more about their underlying causes. First disease is measles. Second disease is scarlet fever. Third disease is rubella, which is also known as German measles. Fourth disease is known as Duke's disease. Fifth disease is parvovirus B19. And sixth disease is roseola infantum. So let's start by talking about measles. Measles is caused by the measles virus. It's highly contagious via respiratory droplets. Symptoms start 10 to 12 days after exposure with fever, chorizal symptoms and conjunctivitis. Coplic spots are greyish white spots that appear on the buccal mucosa, which is the inside of the cheek. They appear two days after the fever and they are pathognomonic for measles, meaning that if a patient has coplic spots, you can diagnose measles. The measles rash starts on the face, classically behind the ears, three to five days after the fever starts. It then spreads to the rest of the body, and the rash is an erythematous macular rash with flat lesions. Measles is self-resolving after 7-10 to 10 days of symptoms. Children should be isolated until 4 days after their symptoms resolve. Measles is a notifiable disease and in all cases you need to report them to public health. 30% of patients with measles develop a complication. And the complications include pneumonia, diarrhea, dehydration, encephalitis, meningitis, hearing loss, vision loss, and in some cases, death. Next, let's talk about scarlet fever. Scarlet fever is associated with group A streptococcus infection, notably tonsillitis. It's not caused by a virus. Scarlet fever is caused by an exotoxin which is produced by the streptococcus pyogenes or group A strep bacteria. Scarlet fever is characterized by a red-pink, blotchy macular rash and the skin will have a sandpaper texture when you palpate it. And this rash occurs on the trunk and spreads outwards. Patients can have red, flushed cheeks. Other features are fever, lethargy, a flushed face, sore throat, a strawberry tongue and cervical lymphadenopathy. A tom tip for you, scarlet fever is worth remembering as it's not uncommon to find in general practice. The key things to remember are that it's caused by group A strep, it causes rough sandpaper-like skin when you put your hand across the rash, and patients also have a strawberry tongue. Treatment of scarlet fever is with antibiotics for the underlying streptococcal infection. This is with phenoxyl methylpenicillin or penicillin V for 10 days. 
Scarlet fever is a notifiable disease and all cases need to be reported to public health. Children need to be kept off school for 24 hours after starting antibiotics. Patients can have other conditions associated with group A streptococcus infection, such as post-streptococcal glomerulonephritis and acute rheumatic fever. Next, let's talk about rubella. Rubella is caused by the rubella virus. This virus is highly contagious and is spread by respiratory droplets. Symptoms start two weeks after exposure. It presents with an erythematous macular rash that is milder when compared with measles. The rash starts on the face and then spreads to the rest of the body. The rash classically lasts three days and then resolves. It can be associated with a mild fever, joint pain and a sore throat. Patients often have enlarged lymph nodes or lymphadenopathy with the nodes enlarged being behind the ears and at the back of the neck. Management of rubella is supportive and the condition is self-limiting. Rubella is a notifiable disease and all cases need to be reported to public health. Children should stay off school for at least five days after the rash appears and children should avoid pregnant women. Complications are rare but they include thrombocytopenia with a low platelet count and encephalitis. Rubella is particularly dangerous in pregnancy and it can cause congenital rubella syndrome which is a triad of deafness, blindness and congenital heart disease. Next let's talk about Duke's disease. Duke's disease is also known as fourth disease. It has very interestingly been almost forgotten and is never used in clinical practice. Even when it was first described as a similar disease to rubella, there was disagreement about whether it actually existed or whether doctors were simply misdiagnosing a different illness. Since viral and bacterial testing has become possible, no organism has ever been found that could explain a specific fourth disease. It's very common for children to get non-specific viral rashes. It's likely that fourth disease was used to describe these non-specific viral rashes that are now understood to be caused by many potential viruses. Next, let's talk about parvovirus B19. Parvovirus B19 infection is also known as fifth disease, slapped cheek syndrome, and erythema infectiosum. It's caused by the parvovirus B19 virus. Parvovirus infection starts with a mild fever, coryza, and other non-specific viral symptoms such as muscle aches and lethargy. After two to five days, the rash appears quite rapidly as a diffuse, bright red rash on both cheeks, as though the child has been slapped on both cheeks, which gives it the slapped cheek name. A few days later, a reticular, or net-like, mildly erythematous rash appears on the trunk and the limbs, and it can be raised and itchy. The illness is self-limiting and the rash and the symptoms usually fade over one to two weeks. Healthy children and adults have a low risk of complications and they're managed supportively with plenty of fluids and simple analgesia. It's infectious prior to the rash forming, but once the rash has formed, they are no longer infectious and they don't need to stay off school. Patients that are at risk of complications include immunocompromised patients, pregnant women, and patients with hematological conditions such as sickle cell anemia, thalassemia, hereditary spherocytosis, and hemolytic anemia.
In these patients, parvovirus infection can cause aplastic anemia. Therefore, if you suspect parvovirus in these patients, they need serology testing to confirm the diagnosis, and you also need to check for a full blood count and reticulocyte count for aplastic anemia. If someone's diagnosed with parvovirus, and prior to the rash forming they'd come in contact with somebody who would be at risk of complications, that person needs to be informed and they may need further investigations to see whether they've picked up parvovirus and whether they may be at risk of complications. The complications of parvovirus are aplastic anemia, encephalitis or meningitis, pregnancy complications including fetal death, and rarely hepatitis, myocarditis, or nephritis. Finally, let's talk about roseola infantum. Roseola infantum is also known just as roseola, or six disease. It's caused by the human herpes virus 6, or HHV6, and less frequently by the human herpes virus 7, or HHV7. Roseola has a typical pattern of illness. It presents one to two weeks after the infection occurs with a high fever up to 40 degrees Celsius that comes on suddenly, lasts for three to five days and then suddenly disappears. There may be chorizal symptoms, sore throat and swollen lymph nodes during the illness. When the fever settles, the rash appears for one to two days. The rash consists of a mild erythematous macular rash across the arms, legs, trunk and face and it's not itchy. Children make a full recovery within a week and they do not generally need to be kept off nursery if they're well enough to attend. The main complication to be aware of is febrile convulsions due to the very high temperatures. Immunocompromised patients may be at risk of rare complications such as myocarditis, thrombocytopenia or a low platelet count and Guillain-Barre syndrome. So thanks for listening to this episode on the six red rashes. A big thank you to Harry Watchman for perfectly editing the podcast. If you want notes on any of the podcast episodes, you can find them in the Zero to Finals books available on Amazon. And you can also find full audiobook versions of the Zero to Finals books on Audible. And I hope you tune in for the next episode where we'll be talking about erythema multiforme.